Hello, I'm Joshua. And I'm Mary, and welcome to From the Heart. Central Florida is widely known for its tourist spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. We are excited to introduce to you talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Central Florida benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the Heart. Hello, Mary. Hi, Joshua. I missed you last week. I mean, I was here, but I wasn't here. You know, I remember that whole thing. And I, I'm so used to saying, hi, Mary, as soon as we get going, I had to like stop myself because you were gracious enough to feature our organization, Central Florida Community Arts, uh, last Sunday. And what so an thank honor. You for that. And you made a great guest. Well, thank you. I, it, was, it was a lot easier than being the host. That was for sure. <laughs> well, you even blushed a few times, which I thought was kind of cool. I know. I thought I'm not in control. What's going on here? But it was great and a huge shout out to uh our some of our team members to sean and to russell and to Catherine for coming out and joining us and to all of our team that couldn't that really great helped guess. make everything happen it was well, great. maybe another time when you're rolling out something new we'll have other members of your team as well i love that i love that they're all such wonderful people so today is a very special day it's father's day and uh, we just thought we'd take a moment and pause and really thank all of those dads out there who are so supportive in uh in the artistic journey of your kids and if you aren't, you should be. Uh, it's really important for um, for kids and their parental figures um, to to feel that support and that love and that affirmation to be able to express themselves uh, the way that they they see fit. I think my father knew very early how much he'd see how I'd go to my room and I'd practice. They'd have to call me out to do things. I'd practice my flute. I'd practice. practice. I was I was good. I was practiced all the time and. He used to come home from uh, New York City. There was a shop right in Midtown Manhattan called Colony Music Store. Mm. And he'd go and bring me back sheet music. He'd bring me back albums, the big 33s of flute players. Uh, just he was he was very supportive. But I remember that because it always felt like he loved me. Every time he'd go, here, I got mm. you something, and I'd go practice it. First of all, I, f- I forget that you are a flautist. I forget that. <laughs> I think you're so cool. Uh, secondly, my dad was the same way. He was He's always been so supportive and and looking back on my relationship with my father, there's never been one time my dad has tried to dissuade me from pursuing the arts or encourage me to go do something else. Mm. He's always been supportive and he's never missed a show that I've been in or conducted unless he was had to be out of town or was sick. Like he's just always been there. So I think the other thing too is that not not everyone has a dad still in their life Mm -hmm. or or maybe was adopted or whatever it may be, but um, if you have any influence in a child's life and you are a male figure, really try to support the arts and affirm that love in their life. It's important. It makes a difference. Yes. So absolutely. shout out to all of our fathers Happy out Father's there. Happy Father's Day. <laughs> well, we could talk about fathers all day long, but we have we have a really great guest today that we want to dive right into. And uh, Mary, tell us all about her. Well, that sounded like a game show. Mary, tell us who we have today. <laughs> She's not beige. <laughs> she loves Oh, I color. love that. <laughs> Our guest today is a writer, a blogger, and she writes the Be Brave, Lose the Beige blog. Uh, she's been writing since 2009. Her focus is primarily on creative living. She makes art her life by living life as an art. Her target audience 
our lady boomers, particular the ladies, uh, and the baby boomer generation. Welcome, Liz Kitchens. Thank Hi, you Liz. so much. Hi, Liz. Well, we should probably say welcome back because we had you on the show one time with our dear friend Margie Paps mm-hmm. and started to dive in a little bit about your work, but we're excited to dive much deeper today to find out your impact uh, in this community. And we actually have a, another guest on this first segment to talk a little bit about one of one of your huge passion projects, and that's the Jeremiah Project. So Liz, tell us a little bit about that. And then Catherine, one of our team members, is just going to give a shout out and a testimony to the amazing work that you are doing. So tell us about Jeremiah Project. Well, thank you so much. I'm so delighted to be invited back. I appreciate the invitation and happy Father's Day to all you, all of you dads, biological or not. Um, I have a stepdad. My husband is a stepdad to my children, and he has encouraged creativity mm. in many ways as well. So I appreciate what you all said. That's awesome. Um, it, and Catherine Gray is here, who's a partner of in the Jeremiah Project. Um, Jeremiah was founded in 2003, and I am the privilege to be the director of this organization. And it's a creative arts program for at-risk or underserved middle school age students. Mm. Uh, We partner with boys and girls clubs throughout Central Florida, uh, primarily in Eatonville and Pine Hills and the Downtown Coalition and even East Altamont. I mean, we've we've had this great partnership since 2006 with the Boys and Girls Club, and we also work with the the City of Winter Park as well. Um, And so we we have an art center that operates out of the First Congregational Church of Winter Park. Um, It is not a religious program in any way. We're just fortunate to have the upstairs on the second floor, and we have a computer lab with tablets and desktops, and we do digital art programming, and we um, have a pottery studio. That's my love. I've been a potter since... Oh, I don't even want to tell you how long I've been <laughs> Just a few short years. Yes, yeah. but Clay, I have. I'm. I was so seduced from, by Clay from the very beginning because it's so grounding, mm. and so to offer this to kids who don't have opportunities very often, especially when we started this program, many kids didn't even have computers in their home and or access to kind of cool arts programs. And so this was a, a way to kind of bridge that gap. So you have uh, op- opportunities for kids to explore pottery, to do digital art, to do visual arts. Uh, we do some performance, too. Last summer we did a, um, a program where the kids, you know, brainstorm. Because it's very intentional. We don't, and I, I don't, I'm not at all a snob, but we don't want it just to be a crafty arts and crafts program. We really want it to be meaningful and the intention behind it is mm-hmm. a lot of self-awareness and, um, and you know, to think kind of bigger about themselves. They may not grow up to be potters, um, but they may grow up to be a doctor mm-hmm. if they just think a little bigger about themselves. I know I'm speaking literally to the choir here. Um, <laughs> the arts help you find your greatest potential. I, I am a huge fan of that. Why middle schoolers? Such a good question. I, I, when we, especially when we started, we just felt there was such a gap with that age category. Mm. I kind of still do. I don't think there's much in the way in schools um, for, uh, especially the visual arts with kids. And so there's still kids that are kind of malleable. They, they're so sweet and so receptive, um, but are able to grasp some of the you know computer concepts and um, and pottery and so 
it's kind of hopefully giving them a leg up because, mm. um, you know, our kids go into high school and, and they know how to throw on the wheel. Mm-hmm. And in the first year of ceramics, you're not allowed to do that. And so mm-hmm. they can go in with that feeling of pride and accomplishment because they know how to do that. I love that you said the word malleable. Because I'm it, not sure if that's such a good word. No, I love <laughs> that you said that because I do think that's true of middle schoolers is that um, it, it, they're in such an impressionistic Prestonistic, I guess that's an impressionistic. Is that a word? It <laughs> if is it's not, not, I just made it up. Impressionable. <laughs> it, it's an impressionable time in their lives, really. I mean, they're looking for the influence of those around them to help shape them to who they are. So yes. I think that's a really cool word that you said that. You're listening to Magic 107.7 FM from the heart, and we're talking to Liz Kitchens, one of our great art leaders in our community. And we also have Catherine Gray on, who leads the youth programs at Central Florida Community Arts, an organization that I love very much. But Catherine, what has been your experience? I know that you've worked with Liz mm-hmm. and the Jeremiah Project specifically. What has been your experience? Well, every summer we get to offer um, free arts outreach programs. Um, and you won't find them on our website because they're only for the kids that live in those neighborhoods. So we identify neighborhoods around Central Florida where there are kids that are at risk, high poverty areas. And we partner with um, you know community centers, churches, schools in that area to br- provide one week free arts camps for them and um every day we focus on a different area of the art so singing acting dancing musical instruments and then the visual arts and that's where the jeremiah project comes in on visual arts day so we'll have 40 to 50 kids in this camp and um, we split them up into two groups art reach comes in and the jeremiah project comes in and these kids get to experience pottery and working as you know individually to use their own creativity and create this artwork and it's first of all it's beautiful to see them be creative on their own but secondly to watch how the staff and the team from the jeremiah project interacts with these kids and encourages them and builds up their own self-confidence it's it's a beautiful thing and and we're very grateful for the partnership that's such a nice thing it's so reassuring to hear that thank you (laughs) what kind of support do you have behind it how do you get the resources for the materials that you use and all for the camps Mm -hmm. grants we have wonderful supportive generous um grantors um for our, our summer camp specifically um the universal foundation and the winifred clive foundation that both Um, really support these camps. And so we're able to bring in different groups at very discounted rates. All the groups that come in are very generous and and just take a little bit to help cover the supplies. Um, And these these kids get these incredible opportunities they wouldn't have otherwise. Because I know that's not easy to to get for a lot of people who are on budgets Mm -hmm. when they've got to worry about clothing for school. And if there's anyone listening that wants to somehow contribute, maybe they have something you could use in their garage that they're not using or they're willing to go buy it for you, how would they contact you? Well, Jeremiah um, relies on grants as well. We have mainly family foundations, the Gertler Foundation, the Galloway Foundation. Um, But I have a website, and uh, it's the Jeremiah Project, wp.org. And I'd be delighted to have any interest or support because, in fact, we're having a fundraiser on September 9th that I'll talk about later. Um, to raise money for this program. Right. The Jeremiah Project WP, WP. Which org. stands for Winter, Winter Park. Park. Mm-hmm. Oh, cool. Org. And how do you find, um, speaking of Jeremiah Project and just the resources, how do you find the right teaching artists that kind of encapsulate your mission and your heart and all that? How do you find it? such a good question. Um, 
We're so fortunate. One of um, the the person, Jackie Swenson, who's the head of our pottery studio now, I had to relinquish that to do grant fun, finding money. <laughs> That's my main job and working with partners. Mm-hmm. Um, she's a thirty five year retired school psychologist. And so, oh my God, she's a godsend to this program, and she's also very creative. And then her, the team under her are I have, I have him I have a Peruvian potter. That's what I call him. He got a, a BFA in ceramics from UCF. He just mm. graduated last uh, June, so he is amazing. And so we are we're very fortunate in that respect. And then our, the head of our computer lab is a retired teacher. And, and photographer. And so we have so much mm. talent um, that I'm, I just am so grateful. And a wealth of experience, too. They really do. I mean, and they're just, and they're some of, not all, we have a lot of young people in, who volunteer as well, but these are um, middle to upper aged women. I, I, I never know what to call us, but um, <laughs> boomers. Are, seasoned. Yeah. Oh. Seasoned. I like seasoned. I'm so seasoned. <laughs> yes, we are, we are well seasoned and maternal. And so, you know, we hug these kids and pay a lot of attention to them. But our psychologist, our school psychologist, is very helpful. And, I was going to ask are you able to build a relationship with these kids? So, so. Maybe like that's different from the summer camp that you've worked with CFC Arts on. In some of these um, places, like the Boys and Girls Club stuff, you're able to continue to go back yes. and meet with them on a regular basis. So and some of these, uh, we worked extensively with the teens and the, at the downtown club, and they've come back and back, and so we've seen them until they've graduated, and so that's wow, that's pretty exciting. So we only have about a minute left in this, maybe a minute and a half before we have to take a break. But can you tell us a quick success story? Maybe somebody who's come through the Jeremiah Project, who you've seen, it radically changed them. I hope radical. Um, I can give you um, an example of um, Tony Evans, who is um, who doesn't she's she's she was Youth of the Year at the Boys and Girls Club, so mm-hmm. she doesn't. She gave a speech about the Jeremiah Project, um, and she was one of our early um, early uh, students. And just took to it, and actually, uh, we hired her at a, a later when she was in high school to actually um, work in our program. And that's what we tell the kids: you know, if you really are interested in this, you know, we can maybe give you a, a part-time job in the summer. We're actually an after-school and summer program, but they can usually come in the summer. And then, not—I'm not saying there's a direct correlation, but she went on to go to the University of Tampa. Uh, I'm sorry, University of South Florida. Um, to a nursing program. Now, Lovely. you know, I, the Boys and Girls Clubs are also huge. Mm. Uh, one more quick story. Uh, Jennifer Hamilton was one of our early students and ended up working for our program and then went to UCF and, and graduated and is working in the school system, but has come back to work with us this summer. So um, although she's pregnant now and won't stay long, I think we get her half the summer. But so those are the kind of stories. It's but. always so great when you know that there's been some type of impact in someone's life and then they come back yes. to then invest in others. Oh, I think that's so great. We but them. we have to take a quick break. And uh, Catherine, thank you for joining thank us to you, give us Kat, testimony. Thank you, for coming back this week. Thank you Project. for your kind words, And uh, Liz, we're going to keep talking to you, learning more about the impact that you're having. Join us back here on Magic 107.7 FM from the heart. Hi, 
Hi, and welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt here with my esteemed co-host Joshua Vickery. And we are speaking today with Liz Kitchens. Liz is a creative person in this world. She's a writer, a blogger, and does a lot for many people with her creative mind. Um, Welcome back. Thank you. We wanted to ask you to talk a little bit more about your blog, Be Brave, Lose the Beige. Tell us how it got the name and what inspired it. Thank you. Um, Well, I've been writing since about 2009, and I uh, I, I gear my blogs toward um, uh, baby boomer women. I call us lady boomers. Um, of which I certainly am one at 63. And so I started out writing more about the transitions we go through or we have gone through. And at that time, it was boomerang kids, you know, your kids, you know, empty nest, and then the kids boomerang back several times, actually. And so I, so it kind of went on from there. And now I'm, I'm probably more focused on aging issues, grandparenting issues, because at my age, we're starting finally to get grandchildren from these millennials. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, so things like that. But, but increasingly about um, caregiving issues and health issues, um, because that's the, that's the point we're at. Um, and how to navigate some of these issues in a creative way. That's the part that made us so taken by you, that you not only saw that there was a need, but you uh, found a way for creativeness, for art, to make a difference in transitioning. Talk about that a little bit. Well, thank you. It's very important to my life. Um, And, you know, you heard me talk a little bit about the Jeremiah Project in the previous segment, um, and I saw the transformative power of art on kids and thought that it could apply to, you know, people my age. Um, A really hard task to convince some people. I I do workshops with with women, with uh, lady boomers, and I can't tell you how many times I've had women get up and say, oh, oh, no, 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 I'm not creative at all. Um, I'll read a book. (laughs) It's such a Creativity can be an intimidating concept, and so I want to make it more accessible to people just in their daily lives, just a way of living and viewing the world. Uh, you know, driving to, to work a different way can, can be creative. Playing dress up in your own closet mm. can be creative. It doesn't have to be a full-time job. Do you think it's that feeling of being judged that makes it intimidating? Well, I mean, I, years ago, I, I saw um, an article in... I think it was Harper's Magazine that said almost at the top of a hundred, they had a list of a hundred fears and letting your artistic work, your creative work be in public display was one of people's greatest fears. Wow. Mm-hmm. I heard the greatest fear is speaking in front of people. Have you I both heard that? Heard that? Yeah. Over that, death. But that's, I, that's expressing, right. that's being vulnerable. Being exposed. You're performing. Um, I mean, it's just... In a group setting, it seems to be a little easier, but by yourself, if you're exhibiting your art at a at a at Winter Park Art Festival or something, you know, people are terrified of the mm. judgment, as you say. I think that's an excellent word. Uh, do you find that for baby boomers, there's a reason why, well, do you think they have this more than other generations? Uh, or women baby boomers? You say you're for lady boomers. Do we suffer with that more than others? I think men more than women, but... Um, I really do. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just, I would agree with you. I think the issue's been so trivialized, mm-hmm. and I think that's so sad. I, 
Um, I talk a lot about exercising your creativity. I have this, I, I, as a sculptor, I made this little anthropomorphic uh, exercising um, art palette. And this, this little guy has a beret and, and weights in his hand just to talk about exercising your creativity because um, I think we understand the concept of exercising our minds and our bodies. We, I mean, everybody kind of gets that now. Um, and, um, you know, we work out at the Y and we, you know, whatever, walk, swim, you do crossword puzzles, learn a new language, but somehow once you get past the age of 10, you stop generally, not you two, but you stop exercising your creativity and just like, you know, muscles that aren't, that fail to be engaged, so too can our, our creative muscles atrophy. And I think that's sad because, you know, exercising your creativity in any fashion can lead to creative thinking, which makes your life better. So mm-hmm. we'll talk about that a little bit. What do you mean by creative thinking? Well, you know, I'm going to read you a blog post that okay. might sum that up better, if you don't mind. Please. Yes. Um, I, I do. I write a lot. I blog a lot about um, uh, about creativity and creative living. And um, and I think I'm a little sensitive about it because I've, I've been around very linear left-brain thinkers who say, oh, yeah, yeah, you're going to, you know, draw or whatever. And so, but it's, it's really much more than that. And you guys truly are the choir. But I'll read a blog post I wrote um, a year or so ago, and it's called I'm a Creativity Evangelist, which mm. I have to say I am. And so if you don't mind, I'll please do. take yes, a minute. Yes, please do. I really shy away from using words like crusade or evangelist due to their religious connotations, but on occasion, I think these words can be apropos. For example, at times, I feel like Be Brave, Lose the Beige is on a creativity crusade, and I'm an evangelist singing its praises. So convinced am I of the potential life-changing, life-affirming capabilities of creativity. Pretty strong statement, huh? Well, a New York Times article entitled, We're All Artists Now, validates this contention. The article's author, Laura Holson, leads off by saying, our best selves are merely one doodle away. Where once drawing and other painterly pursuits were the province of starving artists or simply child's play, Unlocking one's creativity has become the latest mantra of personal growth and career success. I've extolled the the creative virtues of doodling. I read a blog post called Doodle for Your Noodle. (laughs) (laughs) And coloring books for grownups in previous posts. When I wrote that post, more than 60 books were expected to be published on doodling and a meditative drawing technique called zentangling. Joanna Basford has made coloring books for adults with her three books, Secret Garden, Enchanted Forest, and and An Inky Quest, two of which are topping the bestseller lists. Uh, This New York Times article noted that creativity has the same holistic benefits as a weekend at the Canyon Ranch Resort and Spa, and much cheaper, I would suggest, The Mayo Clinic recommends the health benefits of painting and ceramics. A four-year study found that people who took up creative endeavors at middle age suffered less memory loss. 
Elizabeth Gilbert of Eat, Pray, Love fame has written a new book called Big Magic, Creative Living Beyond Fear. She argues creativity is not about dropping everything and becoming an opera star, but rather life driven more strongly by curiosity rather than fear. Gilbert talks about her father's passion for beekeeping, not bookkeeping, beekeeping, (laughs) He did not abandon his practice as an accountant, but rather folded his dream into his everyday life. Whether the economy has improved is up for debate, and many people remain stuck in jobs they do not love. Creativity enables fulfillment in other aspects of our lives. Let's face it, the linear left-brain thinkers among us have reduced the concept of creativity to a trivial pursuit. In reality, people need to maintain some sense of themselves and to keep their soulful spirits intact. Throughout the country, creativity clubs are sprouting. Members keep in touch to help each other rouse imaginations. Living a creative life is hardly a new idea. Robert Henry, an artist and teacher in the 1920s, wrote The Art Spirit. He counseled his students that artful living is as much an attitude as a practice. Then there's Julia Cameron, writer of The Artist's Way, a spiritual uh, path to higher creativity, has a new book called It's Never Too Late to Begin Again, Creativity in the Golden Years. Cameron writes how many of us feel it is too late as we have squandered our creative capital by investing disproportionately in the hopes and dreams of others. Others think that the only path to a creative life is to quit your job or nothing proposition. Cameron says, by fantasizing about doing your art full-time, sometimes means not even doing it part-time or at all. Just like the accountant beekeeper mentioned above, try folding your dreams into your daily lives. Even a little creative thinking can produce seismic changes in your life. Mm. Wow, I love that. Thank you. So wrap all that into one or two sentences. Oh, what, is, what is the meat of that? I mean, there's so much good. We could go on for hours about some of these nuggets that are in here, but what is the overarching, what's the overarching, what's the message you're driving home in this blog? That you don't have to drop everything. <laughs> that you can do, you can take baby steps. Mm-hmm. You don't, I mean, how many, I, I can't tell you many people say, oh, I can't draw, so I'm not creative. Mm. Well, you don't have to draw to be creative, first of all. Um, like Potter and clay is a great example, but just do baby steps, little things. Like I said, driving to work a different way, um, um, gardening, you know, mm. very accessible. Well, you said yeah. something here about fantasizing about doing your art full time sometimes means not even doing it at all. Yeah. And if listening to it it's almost like giving people permission almost asking people please find a way to be creative because you're going to contribute to not just your life but our world so yes. much in a, such a greater way yes mm-hmm. i love that it's interesting that you talked a lot about uh, the coloring books for adults because i know you wrote that blog in what 2015 or yeah. and now it really has taken off oh I mean, my there's gosh. shelves of them in michael's or <laughs> I know. But somebody that's very close to me uh, that you know david kayak was a professional ballet dancer and took a turn and started a real estate career and i thought he's gonna really lose his creative side of where he was and so he the way that he loves to deal with stress is he colors he loves the coloring books but then the coloring books 
getting to know the shapes and the all that, he started to become fascinated with shapes and and sizes, and so he started sketching little things and learning. Mm. And now he draws. Mm-hmm. He he never knew he could draw before. He's twenty eight years old and started drawing. It's like oh, it's I just would interesting love to how you can him. find parts of you by exploring and taking baby steps. Like who knew that picking up an adult coloring book would learn to a passion in sketching and drawing, and you know? the act of doing that is actually making his brain grow more. Yeah, of course. It, 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 what you said about Alzheimer's, lowering the, the rate of that. A friend of mine whose mom passed away then came back and her mom, um, and it was a birthday, so I gave her Wait, birth- somebody came back? Uh, from uh, taking care of oh. arrangements, sorry. <laughs> 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 I like saw where you were going with you that. You said somebody's friend passed away and they <laughs> came back. And I thought, yes. man, that's a whole other show. But I mean. <laughs> but that was the power of drawing. <laughs> that's the power of creativity you in your mind. You can't kill me. I'm not done with that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just totally, completely distracted us from what you were saying. But I just no, couldn't I let it pass up. Your eyes oh, I, I, somebody else out there, listeners, you were thinking it too. You were thinking See, it too. See, we're talking about creativity, but I'm not sure it contributes to resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I was well, trying to get Andrew. That's, that's right. That's I that think is. this is turning into this is taking a bad turn. <laughs> Liz, I was trying to build your case, but okay. <laughs> well, Tell us your story, Mary. Right, we want to well, hear it. I, as a gift, I gave her one of those really pretty coloring books and a lot of markers, and um, she commented on how that really helped the process. Like that mm, was such she mm. wouldn't have thought it, but it went through the book. It was one, who would have thought, right? But they you, are lovely. You know, it's interesting because. Um, I did a workshop um, in New Orleans last fall um, with the Myositis Foundation, and and these people have really have some really health issues like fibromyalgia and stuff, and their caregivers. And so I took coloring books in, as part of it, and so I did some research on the benefits the, uh, of co- of uh, coloring, and it really does have a therapeutic aspect. Um, it, reducing anxiety, promoting mindfulness, um, coloring like clay has a grounding effect. Um, and there's a rhythm when you run, when you're, that's the sound even of mm. the coloring, the crayon on paper. The process. Mm. Mm-hmm. So rhythm, I mean, so it's, I mean, it's not even just us saying that. There's, there's some, health benefits from just coloring. That's right. That. <laughs> so don't be ashamed if you're pilfering your kids' uh, you coloring book. Don't feel bad about it. <laughs> well, Liz, we want to learn more about this. And that's one of the questions that I want to know is how do you feel like um, creativity makes you a healthier person? And how does it improve the quality of life? So join us back here, listeners, on Magic 107.7 FM. We have much more to talk about. Welcome back to From the Heart on Magic 107.7 FM. Thank you for taking this creative journey with us tonight on this Sunday evening. I'm here with my beautiful and talented co-host, Mary Thompson Hunt, and our guest, Liz Kitchens, who really is a creative entrepreneur who is really blogging and, and out in the community doing some great work. And uh, Liz, I just pulled this up from your website, and it was so, I, I think I might steal it if you'll let me, uh, in conversations about the power of creativity. But 
um, your webs your blog is called Be Brave, Lose the Beige. And so uh, maybe a short explanation of why that topic, you say losing the beige is not just about color, although you're crazy about colors. <laughs> uh, Be Brave, Lose the Beige is really a life choice. It's about exploring the playful side of life by escaping your incessant to-do list and experiencing more joy and fun. Bravery may be required as you assert the need for time to engage in pursuits of your own choosing. Color and joy will begin seeping back into a life turned beige by all the obligations and responsibilities we face on a daily basis. So welcome to the world of being brave and losing the beige. Mm. <laughs> I love that. Thank and you. I can't tell you how much I needed to hear that today. You know, I'm on this journey of um, the, the little project that I started uh, now turned into a, a monster, a good monster, <laughs> but a monster. Uh, it all started because I loved, I loved music and I love to conduct and I'm an artist. And, you know, sometimes I get so bogged down in the fundraising and administration yes. and the, yes. the Google spreadsheets and the, yes. all of those, the, the board reports. And you and need I a coloring have, book. I need a coloring book. <laughs> I need, I'm going to go buy a coloring book after this show. Seriously. But what are some tangible ways? Give us, give our listeners some tangible ways of how they can right now um, become brave and lose the beige in their life. What Besides a coloring book, what are some things that you would say, Hey, anybody can go and do this. Right. Well, let's let's. I want, one of the things I mentioned a, a minute ago is doodling. Mm-hmm. I know that sounds crazy, but presidents. I mean, there's a lot. There's a doodle revolution actually out there, um, led by a woman named Susie uh, Suni Brown, and she feels like doodling is the Rodney Dangerfield of art. It just gets no respect. <laughs> <laughs> and she would she opines that um, if you're in a meetings, doodle. I mean, feel free to do it because you're actually going to attend more even to what is being said in that meeting, which I found kind of fascinating. Um, and because you really pay more attention than than less. It's almost masking like when you have tinnitus and you have that, uh, there's something that they'll tell you put on a sis- hissing sound because it, it masks it. The really? Beat, and then you can focus on what you have to focus on. So interesting. Mm-hmm. That is so interesting. And she talked about how John F. Kennedy used to doodle sailboats. Uh, Lyndon Johnson doodled, or no, Reagan doodled um, cowboys. Hmm. And so I'm sure they sat through their share of boring meetings. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, that's just a very little thing. The coloring books is a little thing. I mean, take a ceramics class. Um, I, that's how I, I, I had that. People have a longing that they don't often pay attention to. Mm-hmm. Well, you mentioned before just driving somewhere different. Right now, as people are listening, many people are riding home from work in their cars right. on this Sunday night. Don't and get lost. It's nighttime, <laughs> it's true, but we all have our apps. <laughs> Maybe, t- and there's a reason why, because you pay attention a little bit differently. You notice things you wouldn't have seen, something at the light, wherein before, if you've seen that light 10 times, you're not going to notice it. I mean, you you just brought up something really important, and I think... Pre- um, Meditation is something we all know is probably pretty good for us. Um, people do yoga and stuff. Creativity is a way of promoting mindfulness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doodling really does, by mindfulness, you are actually paying attention to your surroundings. And, you know, we are running around like crazy people all the time. Every one of us, I'm sure, mm-hmm. especially in this room. And um, and so to be more mindful, it, it really, you you are in the moment. 
And I guess if there is a religion, to me, that's what it would be, is to be present. To be I present. love that. Would you say that creativity is is breaking free of the mundane? I love that. In it's so doing many, things in a novel it's way. It's doing something yes. in a different way. It's yes. exercising your brain Fully in a conscious, way. because even think about creating, giving birth. You know, you're not like just like, da, 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 I've done this before. You're present, right? So anytime we create something, the more present you are, you talked about the, having that full mindfulness, the more the more you see what's possible and what you can do. Mm-hmm. And, like, what, and what it might lead to. What's the next thing it leads to? Well, you know, speaking of leading to... Um, there are the health benefits, I, more and more, I guess more and more research is being done. I actually get a Google alert on my computer as to when any new um, crea- creativity research comes out. Because I'm so sensitive to people thinking it's trivial. Mm-hmm. Tell us some. Um, well, I'll tell you the thing. Um, it's so key now in aging. Um, I, these are studies. I'm not making this stuff up. But um, the studies are revealing that Uh, creative expression programs, like participating in Josh's program, for example, um, can reduce, all right, here we go, pain, the need for medication. Mm -hmm. It helps with falls and increasing balance. Mm -hmm. I don't know why, but these are the findings, uh, less depression and loneliness because um, there's a social connection oftentimes when you go and, and take mm. a class or something. Mm-hmm. And that's, that's huge. I mean, to be able to take less medication, if creativity can do mm. that. Or your balance is going to be improved. Right. How cool is that? I know. But it makes sense. I know. And then with kids, I, you know, I, I keep up with this kind of stuff. There was just recently a study um, that conducted by Brooklyn College and Boston College that found that in teenagers, there was a mood elevation. Well, teenagers kind of need a mood elevation, mm-hmm. and if creativity can do that. And another one, um, indulging in something creative could help you improve your emotional health. So um, I, I have mean, someone who I have, a, and I agree with all of that 100%. But we, I, I hear this on a, uh, on a regular basis, but I have someone who's dealing with stage 3 cancer in my choir. I have several people, actually, who have who have cancer. And this person told me, that the choir rehearsals are a distraction to their deteriorating yeah. health. I love it. And for those couple of hours, it's the almost the only respite during the whole week where their mind is completely yeah. distracted from the things that they're going through with That's, chemo treatments and all the bills. And I mean, it's an oasis. It's an oasis. Mm-hmm. I love those well, words. Oasis, me, respite, a distraction. I mean, when you talk about the case for quality of life, improvement of quality of life, we just gave you three words right there. Yes. Because we all know that the biggest health deteriorator is stress. Yes. <laughs> what yes. that does to our body yes. and what it does to our yes. mind. And these moments of respite and oasis mm. uh, you're captivated yeah that's why even when being in an audience of something when you're fully there you forget you're not them on the stage going right. through it that's why you cry when she cries or you right. halfway die when she dies you know? i had an unbelievable day yesterday just meeting after meeting after meeting a little bit of just kind of going through the mundane as you said then i went saw finding neverland at the dr oh. Phillips center and I just got lost. Um, in the, I didn't think about one thing that I had gone You were back. supposed to find it, and you got lost? <laughs> oh, I found it. Oh, I was yes. in it for a little oh. bit, you know? Like, it was just, it was really beautiful. Oh, but that's one. You so, know, you took a minute, like, right, so that's something, that's important. Um, I just got back from a really cool um, uh, vacation in Germany. And so that's kind of a big adventure. 
but you can take mini adventures. You mm. took a mini adventure yeah, last yeah, night. Yeah, absolutely. And, you, and it didn't cost you an arm and a leg, a fat checkbook. You went to, I mean, maybe it did. But you went to the theater. <laughs> you went to the theater, and you had that two hours of absolute rest. For yeah. you. Brains need so rest. For people listening, what are other mini little uh, excursions they can take that won't cost them a lot? We talked about drawing, but where else can, even a walk in the park. That's right. A I, festival. You know, they Adventures don't have to be big and bold. They could just be the tiniest risky. I, uh, my husband, my husband and I, this uh, <laughs> sounds crazy, um, like to bike ride. And so one night it was kind. Of, this has been a couple years ago. It was it was still cold out, and we bundled up and and we had to get something from the grocery store. So it was like nine o'clock, and we rode our bikes through the back ways up to Publix and and went shopping and came back. And I told this to a friend, and she said, "Oh my gosh, you could have been hit by a car." You know, it was cold, <laughs> and it was like, but we felt like. It was a little tiny bit different, you know, and it doesn't have to be huge. Yeah. Yeah. I think journaling is a good little distraction and adventure, you know, like anybody can journal and talk about what's going on in your life or your wishes and your dreams for your, you know, I think journaling is a really cool. Yes. Not everybody, maybe not everybody is, is, is fit to write a book or keep up with a blog, but everybody can journal about their own and it, and it tells you what you're thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sometimes you don't know what you're thinking unless you write it down. To what extent do you think our country or our society in general, not just in, in the first world, is uh, changed in creativity due to mm. smartphones? Well, you know, there are some really cool creative apps. Um, I remember reading about this guy who painted his paintings on an iPhone on brushes. I don't even know if that's still an app anymore, mm. but... So you can't, if, if you think like that, mm-hmm. if you find, if you think maybe there's opportunities, then you'll find them. Do you think technology has made us more or less creative as individuals? I think we're the same. The I same. don't think it matters. Mm. I think nothing matters. Mm, that's an interesting perspective. I think, I think it's about it's, the, the it, d- intention. It's the yearning inside of you. And you're going to find a way. If you want to be creative, you will be creative. If you use your iPhone... Then you happen to have it in your pocket, and you pull it out, and you have a stylus. Great. Mm. I, I just don't think it. It doesn't have to matter. I like that she gave us all permission, everyone, to be creative. <laughs> <laughs> and one more thing, if I have one more second. Yes. Um. Uh, in a segment called "Awesome Aging," Jeffrey Kluger, Time Magazine said that um um that that creativity increases with age. Mm-hmm. The the the, the hemispheres for it. Well, the hemispheres in your brain apparently start breaking down and there's a lot of crossover. And so you can, you can, when you, you know, somebody who's 75 thinks, you know, I'm going to take up drawing or pottery or something, even though they never had, they can. I mean, so it's no longer like, oh, I'm, I'm too old for that. I'm taking up singing. I am so excited that you just said that because I don't know if you know, we're launching this big uh, project through the Winter Park Health Foundation for performing arts opportunities for healthy aging adults all over Winter Park, Maitland. So improv and dancing and at their new center that they're no, building. No, it's actually going to be all over at ten different um, locations: the Cornell Museum of Fine Arts, the Holocaust Museum, the Creole School of Arts, wow. the Winter Park Community Center. That yeah, is it's coming so out in August. Exciting. I'm so excited. You just said exactly what we've tried to prove through this grant was that you know, 60, 70, 80 year olds um, they want to explore new things. They want to find new talents and, and, and stuff. So I, I think it's awesome. Well, we don't have too much time. So I want to make sure that we point out all the things that, can, yes. that you can experience on 
um, on be, Liz's we, uh, uh, blog, be brave, lose the beige, dot course, com. Dot com. So be brave, lose the beige, B-E-I-G-E dot com. Thank you. They're um, living in color tips. So there's just some tips there. The, kind of what we just talked about of how um, we can be creative in a, in a, in a world that sometimes doesn't always um, encourage that. And then creativity sources and resources. Mm-hmm. So links to, it's all there. to um, some books and some caregiver tips um, for those of you that are caring for loved ones. Um, there's also an e-journal and there's a way for others to post blogs and yes. articles and information, right? Yes. yes for yes. the writers of you out yes. there. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I welcome. I would love for you to come on my website and, and help. I want to really start an uh, Be Brave, Lose the Beige online community. Fantastic. Well, it started right now. Thank you. Uh, Thank you so much. Remind us about Jeremiah Project again, how we can get in touch with you you when it comes to that. Thank you. Um, JeremiahProjectWP.org is the the website, and our contact information and email addresses are on there. And you're having a fundraiser coming up. Tell us about that. Thank you so much. (laughs) June 9th. Oh, please, please. June 9th, um, the city of Winter Park, uh, the Winter Park Community Center is giving us their building for a uh, for a fundraiser because we do work with them. And it'll be, we're calling it a Jeremiah Jamboree. It's our second one. It's June 9th? Or June Sept- 9th. I'm Sept- sorry. Sept- I'm so sorry. I was going to say that's Thank tomorrow. You. We're recording Thursday. <laughs> September 9th. Thank oh. goodness. Thank you. Thank you. Yes, thank you. That's okay. I was From coloring. like six to nine, line dancing, great food. Um, it'll be so, it's, it's fun. The operative word is fun. I and what time that. is it on Sunday, September 9th? It's Saturday, September 9th. Um, oh, Saturday. It is Saturday. Saturday um, from 6 p.m. to 9. Great. Great. And they can find information about how to. Uh, and, if you, own... and if you can't find it, go on my website. Um, my email address is on there. I will make sure I get you there. Yay. Liz Kitchens. Well, Liz, it has been a pleasure chatting oh, with mine you. mine too. Thank you for all that you're doing in our community to, to encourage creativity and for us to find the color back in our lives. Here, it's been here. a pleasure. Mary, always a pleasure. Always with you, a pleasure, Joshua. We have such a great guest and such great conversations. Let's Listeners, go home and draw. Yeah, let's go. I'm going to go <laughs> get a coloring book. Uh-huh. I'm not kidding. <laughs> Listeners, have a great week. Thanks for, for tuning in. Go out and support the arts this week. There's so many great things happening in our community. And we'll see you next time on Magic 107.7 FM. From, from the, the heart. heart.